Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound as episode 409 Breaker Remains Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker being joined as always by the one and only Ethan Chambers. Ethan, how's it going, man? He is not here, you oh, sorry sack of ass. I'm, I'm living in the past, I'm sorry. But Big Underscore Bane is here. No Ethan this week. Are you a little sad now? I mean, I, either way, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we had a pretty good three-man booth, right? I mean... It was it was good. It was good. good day. It was a good day. So hopefully he joins us again down the road. That was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got some wrestling talk. We got a little bit of movie talk. Well, not really movie talk, but we have a debate we're going to get into. It's going to be uh, heated. It's going to it's going to be all about whether or not Die Hard's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it, it because totally every, is. everybody loves that debate. It, it is though. It, absolutely, it is. I don't think there's any argument there. He's not at a not between us. He's at a Christmas party. It takes place Christmas Eve. Right. They literally say, "Have a merry Christmas" at the beginning of the movie. Right. He's carrying Christmas gifts. Yes. He's going to give the gifts to his kids or whatever the hell. Yeah. It it all revolves around Christmas. That So my thought is like Iron Man 3, Batman Returns, those take place around Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but they're not about Christmas. My, my favorite argument people say about Die Hard is like, well, Christmas doesn't even matter about Die Hard. It could, that could be a party in the middle of July. He writes on the dude's yeah. shirt, now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. But if that's their argument, the same thing can be said about Home Alone because that could have been a spring break vacation. Exactly. That could have been a summer vacation. It doesn't like it, it happens at Christmas. The in credit song is an effing Christmas song. Right. GTFO, you non-believers. Dude, Bane's getting heated. Even 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 damn Bruce Willis himself says it's not a Christmas movie. Guess what, Bruce Willis? Suck it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. It is. It, it's a Christmas movie. It is. Sorry, Bruce Willis, but you're wrong. Yeah. Um, I get their thought of, like, oh, it's an action movie. Like, no, it is that as well, but it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. 100%. 100% a Christmas movie. Well, like I said, we got some wrestling talk we're going to dive into. Plus, you know, it's it's December. We're gearing up for Jingle all the way to hell, man. Dude, it's coming up close, like six days away. Absolutely. 
the 90s fad tournament is coming up as uh, we're going to go to the next round of that as well. Plus crazy sodas. Ethan got lucky, man. Freaking Bazooka Joe. Are you kidding he me? Did. And I'm, I'm honestly still a little pissed about that. You yeah. should have redrew. I should have. Should have, but did not. So anyway, we've got wrestling talk here. We've got quite a bit of it. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Brinker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Uh, Big underscore Bane, we got a little bit of stuff. Well, this is kind of left over from last week. We didn't really dive into it, but the uh, MJF CM Punk little promo battle. Yep. A lot of people were talking about it. And, you know, because there was a lot of WWE references in that promo. Um, Here's my. And we're like, oh, they should mention WWE. It's like, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore WWE because it was such a huge part of Punk's career. Most of us remember him from that more so than the Indies or Ring of Honor. Well, yeah, you can't negate the past 10, 15 years. You know right. what I mean? Like, you can't just act like... If you act like that didn't exist, you're doing what WWE does. And that's where I think the, the big difference is. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not like acknowledging the competition. It's just like talking in a very real setting without being like... You're, you, you're aware they exist. It's like if you're, if you're doing a heated WWE promo and you're making sure you don't say any of the banned words, it's like, okay... You lost me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I thought the less famous Miz line was fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I thought the whole thing was very entertaining. That that particular promo battle was really, really good. I didn't really care for the sequel. You know, much like most sequels, the sequels wasn't, wasn't as good as the original. But Which sequel are we talking? Uh, the the second time around uh, where MJF came out. I think it was, it was this past Wednesday on Dynamite. So I haven't even seen that. He basically, he, he kind of makes things uncomfortable, like... Not in the good way. It was just kind of like, ooh, really? He said oh, that? is that when he's wearing the Hanukkah suit? Yeah, and he, he said, like, you know, something about getting in, trying to get in Britt Baker's pants and things like that, and then he just kind of keeps hitting that button, and it's like, God, okay. Too, too much. That's weird, yeah. you know? That's a little little weird. And it's, like, not even, like, a heel. Oh, that, that was bad. You know, it was like, ugh. Because she's also a heel. Well, that and it's so like we're kind of ignoring the current story a that, little bit. Well, well, that and like Adam Cole's there, and like you know they're together, so it's got to be awkward for them. CM Punk's married, and so it's got to be you know what I mean. It's just like come on, like, like why is that even brought up? Yeah, like that's yeah. just a little little weird. I don't know. Maybe some people think that was good shit. I for me, I need to watch it. I, I honestly haven't seen it, so for me, it wasn't. Yeah, I, 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 I understand. Of course, the biggest thing that happened on Dynamite was that flaming table. Yeah, what'd you think about that? I thought it was dumb. Not if, I know you're not a deathmatch guy. Yeah, there's some, there's a very very appealing aspect of the of the visual of a flaming table. Yeah, but I I still am not. I don't know. Like so, there was a big thing on Twitter. It was like, is Cody Rhodes back peeling? Everyone was talking about that. When it, he probably had like some flame retardant on it. Yeah, because he knew he was doing a flaming table. Which right. I don't know that that to me it's like seeing the. Why did, the wire of the stunt man? And I'm I'm not saying like I know go out there and get burnt, but it's like okay why. Why did did he purposefully go through it himself? Because obviously it, like it was him, not yeah. Like Andrade missed it completely, right? Obviously, it was set up to for him to put Andrade through it. But did like they purposefully put it so close to where he would go through it? I don't know. That 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 whole set was setup was just strange to me. And because he got the pin, and he's the one that went through it, right? And he's on fire, and he's literally. on fire as he's pinning the guy, and so it's like this whole this is kind of weird. Yeah, 
But um, I, I just, I'm not a huge fan of flame. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of things that could potentially go disastrously wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm not a fan of. Right. Like, um, I, I just don't, not, not really into that stuff. It's not my style. It's a, uh, it's a gif, and that's, I think, when you're working for a gif, mm-hmm. it's. Because I, I, I didn't see the match. But I'm sure it was a good match because yeah. Cody's good. Andrade's phenomenal. Of course, yeah. And so I'm sure it was a good match, but it's like that's what gets remembered. Yeah. And But I see I see a lot of negative connotations with this. Like I see I've seen people I, I saw one guy say and it kind of cracked me up that like this is this is a video clip for the rise and fall of AEW documentary. <laughs> and I was like, oof. Yeah. Kind of I can see that. And then somebody else said like something like Cody's just really trying too hard to get those hardcore fans on his side, you know, and, Could it's, be. and it's like, I can see that too. And it's, I don't know. There's, there's so, so many things that where it's like, it's not, I feel like it's not going the way Cody wants it to go. Like he wants it to, yeah, for the pant fans to pop. And I feel like a lot of people are just kind of like, okay, dude, stop. Well, I, I think story is the most important thing. Like I remember thinking when Nick Gage came in and wrestled Jericho, like story wise, as as much as like I know you're not in a death match, I I got the story because it's like, oh MJF gets to pick all these opponents. Sure, yeah, yeah. he picks the death match yeah. king. Jericho's not prepared for that. Yep. Storyline wise, I get it. Yep. And yeah, they did some crazy stuff, but I mean not not oh not super far over the line. Yeah. Granted, that was probably the first time light tubes had been used on national television, so that's probably like oh god, like and if a you're pizza not, cutter. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not used to that, but I think that's worked. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. but. Yeah, so it's a different type of story, but it's like, oh, I get it because Jericho has to do this. He has to win, and he's not prepared for this opponent. Mm-hmm. Storyline-wise, I do understand that. Is it that? Does that make it good? Not necessarily. Right. But I do understand the, the story element of that. This, I felt like, no, like if they advertise, I think it was like a street fight, yeah. Atlanta street fight. They advertise Cody and Andrade in an Atlanta street fight. At no point do I think Flaming Table. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm like, oh, they did a Flaming Table. Because like, I'm watching you know, the clips on, on Twitter just like everybody else. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel the risk to rewards a little off. Like, my thought on wrestling is like, I would love to be able to enjoy wrestling with my nephew. Right. And I don't need to see a guy potentially get burned to death. What? Not that that would happen. I know it's probably controlled. They probably have fire extinguishers I, down there. I didn't see anybody with fire extinguishers rush to the ring. Well, and they may have been hidden. I'm just saying, like, Maybe. they probably had stuff, you know, impl- I hope they did. My God. Right, but yeah. Yeah, it's, you never know. Um, what? Here's my question. What happened to the fun hardcore matches and the fun? Where, where are the stop signs? Where are the cookie sheets? Where are the, the really, fire extinguisher? Right. That was one of my favorite spots. Right. Like, like the dudes, he's trying to grab the guy. Yeah, I can't tell you the last time I've seen a giant ass stop sign in in a street fight. That stuff to me was fun. Or like Raven doing like the drop toe holding to the chair. Yeah, creative spots. Yeah, I like that stuff too. Yeah, I, I like that stuff way more often because I mean, sure, there's potential for like injuries in those matches. Or like Terry Funk. I remember he picked up the Outlaws. They were on a pallet. He picked them up on a forklift and dumped them in a dumpster. Yes, like that's fun. Yeah, it's like I I'm aware there like bad things can happen in those matches too, but I feel like it's a lot more of a controlled environment than like like freaking glass and light tubes and you know like yeah. fire. Yeah. I just I I feel like you don't have to keep escalating it and keep making things more extreme. It's one of those weird things where I think sometimes the business goes so far backwards like there for a while they're having Brock open guys up with an elbow. Yeah. I talked about that before and like Cornette brought up a good point he goes 
That's why we have the blade, so we don't have to mutilate each other with a right. former UFC champion elbowing you in the freaking skull. Right. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, like, you think about it. All Brock has to do is work an elbow strike. People are going to believe it because he's freaking Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And then Orton does a little pop and twist, and, you know, because oh, we got blood. Like, right. I feel like it's the same result. Other than now, it's like, oh no, he'll really do it, and then people still won't believe it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it either. And um, I, I, as long as they continue to do it safe, I mean, obviously they're pros, you know, don't try this at home type of thing. But like, I just, I don't know. It obviously, even in the professional world, things can go very, very bad. And I just, I'd hate to see somebody's career get cut short because of some something that really isn't that cool. Yeah, not that important, right? In the, long, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, AEW recently made news that uh, the Young Bucks have re-signed to 2024, and uh, apparently all the major top stars that they started with uh, all have more or less re-signed or will be re-signing, including Jericho, Cody, uh, Hangman, Omega. I, I, here's the thing. I don't expect these guys to go anywhere. I thought I thought they were like, I mean, is the EVP thing just a gimmick? I don't know, man. I, but I, I, from what I gathered, it said online they they all signed three year deals. Maybe that's just with, like active roster members, you know. But with two year options, okay. and I'm sure it's two different deals, right? right? Yeah. So I don't know, like, but again, I don't expect them going anywhere. That's what he's building his company around is those guys, right? Well, yeah, and you're we're not going to see the young bucks jump ship to WWE. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to see Kenny go over to. The, I mean, we're not going to see those guys move anywhere. You know what I mean? So it's. It's yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, I feel like we'd see MJF jump ship before we'd see any of those guys. But that's I think who they would be smart to try to get if they were going to get someone. Yeah, because they talk a lot about the four pillars. I'm sure you've heard of that. It's like MJF, and yeah, RB, and, and they're, I, like their future they're building. Can I just say, like, those are great picks to build your future on, but I feel like it's very dumb in a lot of ways to promote that. Yeah, like. For a, for, a, for a few reasons, and the first reason being that these guys are like early 20s. They could easily F up in the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. Like easily. We've seen it happen numerous times. There's already been like allegations on Darby and on Sammy. Yes. And they're different. Right. You know, then probably not a huge deal. Yes. Because it's a lot of hearsay stuff. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. And then on top of that, like you, by picking these four guys – you are legitimately telling the rest of the roster who's just as young, just as talented as those four guys that they are less meaningful. Sure. And that right there is going to piss a lot of guys off. Sure. Um, so that's, I don't know. I, I, I get, you know, you have to build towards the future and you have to be like, okay, these are my guys. These are going to be the main eventers in the next 10 years. But like to, to do that is to really piss on the rest of the guys who are busting their ass just as hard. Right. So if you're a Santana and Ortiz, it's like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Or, or like if you're, um, Who's that? Who's that young dude who just joined up with Team Taz? Oh, uh, uh, he was Don, Dante Martin. Yeah, it's like, or if you're that kid, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, what the hell? You know what I mean? To be fair, though, he's probably just happy to be there. Of course, well, I know, but like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, there's all. I mean, there's tons of other examples. You know what I mean? Like, there's, but those four guys specifically, which it's Sammy, Darby, Jungle Boy, and MJF. I mean, MJF's a main eventer. I don't know why anyone. Oh, I don't, I, no, 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 yeah, he, yeah, absolutely. I is. think Darby's pretty well in that in that category as is Sammy mm -hmm. jungle boy. Not as much. He's a little bit lower tier, more of a tag team guy, but I'm like, yeah. these, these guys are factored in. Like, like what's your next crew of four that you're going to push, you know? And I think right. Dante Martin probably is in that category yeah. and, and other guys like that. So I, I don't, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's, yeah. it's kind of a, it's kind of a random thing. Like, okay. Like maybe you're that Preston Vance from the dark order guy. Yeah. 
Dude's jacked. Looks like he's got a bright future. Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't he on the list? Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just kind of a weird deal. I think it is. But um, but yeah, all those guys are, are basically resigning. Speaking of that, though, apparently, uh, Johnny Gargano signed a one week contract extension to go through War Games. I didn't even make note of this, but then after that, he's uh, he's basically a free agent. Kyle really? O'Reilly's up in in December. I mean, we could see a completely different NXT. AEW's got a big majority of NXT's roster. I know. Um, Legitimately, okay, so if... Oh, and then also Marina Shafir debuted on Dark, I guess. Who's that? She was one of the four horsewomen. She's actually married to Roderick Strong. Oh, okay. If Kyle O'Reilly signs with AEW, they literally have the Undisputed Era. Yeah. The original Undisputed Era. Yeah. That's baffling to me. And if Roderick Strong's wife is wrestling in AEW... That's what I'm saying, yeah. You could legit get... I'd love to see an AEW version of Undisputed Era. Yeah. Somebody brought somebody brought this up, uh, and I'm referencing TikTok again for the second time already in this podcast. But like, follow that big underscore bang. Right. Somebody somebody made a TikTok about like how like NXT Adam Cole was way better than AEW Adam Cole is already. Like AEW Adam Cole is basically like the Young Bucks lackey, which is honest to God like not far off. Right. Whereas he like. In NXT, the very first night came after the main event guy. Right, formed, he, was, he was booked better. Formed the undisputed era and like was like basically NXT revolved around Adam Cole while he was there, and so it's like why aren't we seeing Adam Cole and CM Punk? Right now, to be fair, that might I feel like AEW does sometimes have like little things in their head like. Punk's mentioned Britt Baker at least twice on TV. That's yes. not an accident, I don't think. No. I think that's by design, so it's like, ooh. Because CM Punk and Adam Cole, I don't think that's ever happened. That's a big money yeah. match, I think. Well, and, and I think what AEW tries to do, because before AEW came about, one of the biggest gripes from fans was the fact that WWE had zero long-term storytelling. Yeah. It was all just booking month to month. Right. And so... I, There's I, a lot of the same matches, too. Yeah, and I think what AEW saw in that is like, okay, well, we can tell a story over the course of six months. Right. And so sometimes it kind of... Because right. I've even complained about it on this podcast. Sometimes it's like, what the, what the hell are they doing? Like, yeah. you know, you have a story right here. Why aren't you guys doing anything about it? But maybe they're working to... to exactly. Like, sometimes they're just doing that slow build. Right. And, and then... But then I think there's sometimes little pit stops in there, yes. here and there, like Jericho and American Top Team. I don't think anyone saw that coming. That was kind of out of nowhere. But right. Had some entertaining moments, you know, yeah. and it got a lot of exposure on those guys and stuff. Well, but now he's dealing with a 2.0 a little bit. Right. Yeah. Which I think that will be fun, and yep. that will give those guys a huge rub. Oh, yeah. And I think those guys are mega talented. Yeah. So I I think the long-term – that's the problem. It's like if you're trying to tell a long-term story, people are like, "What are they doing?" You try to do month to month. What are they doing? You know, right? Well, it's it's, we're, but we're also used to month to month, and that's that's what I was gonna say. Is like we we're so accustomed to the short-term storytelling that we almost forgot what long-term term storytelling is, right? And so it's kind of hard to wrap our heads around it a lot, you know. Well, I always go back to like the mega powers exploding. It started at SummerSlam '88 with Hogan, you know, putting Liz up on his shoulder and Savage just kind of having that tilted head, like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. There's no animosity, but it's just that look of like yeah. we've all we we get that as men, we know that look. Yeah, they're not on the same page, and right. then it builds and it builds, and then they have a they have a yeah they get in each other's faces, but they settle down, they shake hands, we're all good. Yeah, but like you know, like okay, this is not gonna this is going to boil over. Yeah, long term storytelling. Yep, also leads to a huge WrestleMania main event. Yeah, you know, and so I think that's like right now. 
it's December. I have guarantee you they have no idea what the main event of the Royal Rumble is. And I think I think that's as far as a title match. I think that's the problem with having a pay per view once a month. Whereas yeah. AEW, they they have what is it, is it four four a year? Yeah, four a year. So they like. Can, I guess I guess that they're doing Danielson and Paige at, at that special. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like their first like special like Clash of the Champions style. Yeah, yeah, but like they they have like so they have four events where they could just book those, and then they're like, okay, well let's let's fill this out. Let's let's tell this story over the course of the next four months. Right. You know, so I mean, it, it and WWE was able to do that back in the day because that was how many they four or five or whatever it right. was. So I mean, it was a lot easier to do long term storytelling back then. Well, I think that's the thing is like if you look at the stories now, they move so fast. Like I saw something. I guess they did an, a recent new vignette for Elias, mm-hmm. and they already dropped the character. I didn't even realize the dude was gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's out of sight, out of mind. Sometimes you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, he still works there. You know, like. They didn't cut him with all the hundred people they cut, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, I, I th- you know, I think also too, another problem with WWE is like, they, they're way too focused on having everybody be in a match every single month. Yeah. Like, I think I, I, one thing I liked about the original brand split back in the day, it was, it was a pay-per-view every other month. Yes. You know what I mean? It's Smack less, less pay-per-views. Smackdown was every other month. Raw was every other month. So like you'd have a pay-per-view every month, but like Smackdown would only compete once every other month on a pay-per-view. And I, I kind of like that. I mean, some of the pay-per-views were crappy, but like it was, it was easier. You know, you could story storylines took a little bit longer to, to boil out. Well, they could also promote big matches on raw. Yes. I remember that specifically. Cause in that era, it'd be like, we're going to do Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels too, two weeks in, you know, in LA at the Staples center or whatever. Yeah. So it felt like, Oh, that's a pay-per-view match on raw. Yeah. Smart. Oh yeah. But, no, I agree. I think I don't think Adam Cole is booked horribly. I think he's very well featured, but yeah, he's not booked as strongly. But that might be by design too. It could be. Well, it might not want to outshine he also, Kenny Omega. He he'd signed the same day, or I mean, debuted the same day as Brian Danielson. Yes, that's that already. That's tough, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then potentially new guys, more new guys showing up. You know, it's like okay, where do they where do they fall in? Where do they go? What do they do? You know. Yep. There's a lot there. Uh, Brock Lesnar's back. He's officially wrestling Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WWE Day One. What do you think about this uh, this pay per view name? Um, <clears throat> could be cool if it meant uh, what the name implies, where you know we're kind of having a reset. You think that's what it means, though? I don't, uh, but that's kind of what the name implies. But it, you know, I think it's just a, a dumb name that they you know snagged from the Usos. Yeah, pretty much. I would agree with that. Um, I don't know, like Brock back is, is kind of fun, but we've seen this match already. Yep. He literally wrestled Roman in Saudi Arabia, did he not? He did. And he lost, so now what? Yeah. Now what? He loses again? Yeah. Why? By uh, God, we got to have the same match in the States. Apparently. I don't know. I just feel like we're going in a circle. You know, it's like. We got we to gotta kill time till till we can get the Rock back. That's And that's what gets me. It's like, okay, so Brock is back. I, I'm with you. I get it. He's a big deal. Yeah. But then he wrestles Roman, then we don't see him again. Yeah. Here, here's my thing. Like, same same thing that I was just saying. Like, why not just not have The Rock, or not The Rock, Roman Reigns be in a match? Like, why does he have to be in a match? Right. Like, he, one of the things he just said recently was like, I've beaten everybody. We're going in circles. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one else for me to beat. Like, why can't he just be like, so I'm going to go on vacation. Yeah. I'm going to go away for a few months. I'm going to go relax. And then you know what I mean, like, sure. like let let him not wrestle for a little while. Yeah, like there's no reason for him to. 
Right. And so now it's like, oh, Brock's back. That's the new number one contender. It's like, yeah. based on what? Right. And just because he returned. Kind of like Goldberg getting title matches out of nowhere. It's like, yeah. why? I don't know. To, not- to be fair, Sami Zayn was number one contender. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, and I get that, but it's, I don't know. It's one of those stories where I know that they're probably trying to make sense of it, but if you're just casually like following along, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, how does that work? I don't know. It's yeah. just cool to see brock back i do love the new look with the ponytail and the lumberjack too, look. man Lum- lumberjack brock is the best yeah it's awesome but yeah we'll see what happens there uh last bit of wrestling talk to dive into this is kind of i guess surprising surprising that it hasn't happened yet no more wwe dvds in 2022 survivor series i guess will be the last one they actually produce mm-hmm. um i don't know like that it's like oh they're still making those yeah okay now, I, I haven't noticed them making any, like, documentary or those three-disc ones I used to do, but pay-per-views are still coming out on DVD. Yep. Um, I don't know. I just, I get that it's kind of a dead market. I know some people are still into it, but it's, with with Peacock and stuff, like, you don't really need that. So, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I think it sucks for the people who enjoy that, you know, the, the physical media, physical media, but you know, I'm, I'm all about progression, man. You know what I mean? Same reason why I don't want to go to the movie theater anymore. So like the, um, the, the idea that they're not going to make those like, cool, don't waste the plastic if you, if you don't feel like making them. Right. You know? No. And and I, and I get that. I get that. They're probably low down, like as far as money, not selling great. Right. So yeah, I get that for sure. But we got a little bit of movie talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Break of and Bait at the Movies, yeah. This is Break of and Bait at the Movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane, uh, the great debate. We don't really have any movie topics here. So you, you made a TikTok a while back about how movie theaters need to die. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've never been like on the thought of that they need to die. I think they need to change. So let's kind of let's kind of dive into that from the beginning here. Um, obviously, I know for you, it's price point. Is that the biggest issue? And then also people. It's a couple of things. It's a lot of things. Price point, people, um, overpriced snacks, uh, overpriced tickets. You know, I well, mean, I think that I mean that's I mean when I meant price point, I meant that. Yeah, I, and I know you brought up on the TikTok like you and a date's fifty bucks, right? And and it's weird to think like really that much, but it is, and that's that's an expensive outing. Well, because you know one you movie. you got to figure you got to factor in. I mean, a ticket's probably twelve thirteen bucks, right? twelve thirteen bucks. So between the two of you, that's about thirty. You know, yeah. after tax. And then snacks, like even if you just get the basic drink and popcorn combo, that's 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. So that's literally 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you can't just, I mean, you can't just take a date to the movies. Usually it's movie and a dinner. Dinner's generally about the same, 40 to 50 bucks. Like, unless you're going fancy route, which would be closer to 70, 80. But, like, Mm -hmm. a cheap date to, you know, Applebee's, whatever the hell, is usually about 40, 50 bucks. So, by the end of the night, you're spending a hundred bucks. Like, it just doesn't seem worth it. I mean, like, I might feel differently if, if like, I was forced to 
you know, go out into the like dating world. You know what I mean? Like, well, and that and that's a point though because it's it's hard in a first date setting to be like, hey, you can come over and right. watch Netflix, and that would so be everyone knows what that means. That would be different, and I'm aware like. For, especially for women's safety, you need to have that public out, you know, like yeah. to be like, okay, this isn't going well. I'm going to make my escape. Right. I'm aware of that. So like, but there are other options. I feel like besides just dinner or a movie, you know right. what I mean? Like, right. but I, <sighs> but all those other options are probably going to be about the same price. Could be, but like, you know, I think, I, I think of like, you know, bowling or mini golf and things like that, sure. you know, I mean, like, Maybe the price is different, but it's a little bit like, I think that's more fun than going to a movie anyway. Sure. Um, or even, you know, you factor, like, think of like Dave and Buster's or some shit like that. Or, that, to me, would be more fun than a movie. Or an escape room or something. Right. But that's still... I don't know. I feel like asking a first date, first date to an escape room might be a little weird. It could be, yeah. Maybe not a first date. <laughs> right. <but. laughs> Want to get in this locker room with me, see if you can get out, baby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I just... I, I'm aware that like that's the only way to see movies right now, but we went through it in the pandemic and we got spoiled to movies at home. Yeah. And I was pissed that we had to go back to the movies and I had to go back to waiting four to five months to be able to watch it. Right. You know, because I'm not going to, I was boycotting the movie theater before COVID even happened. Sure. So that to me was just like, oh, thank God. Right. You know, nah, I don't have to worry about it. It's just out and there it is. Right. Well, so I put, I put a little TikTok out there to kind of get people's thoughts. And actually, Jordan Cassatt brought this up, which I thought was interesting. He was like, I, I want movie theaters to stay, but I still want stuff to come out on, you know, on streaming at the mm-hmm. same time. And I'm like, okay, I get that, but it's probably not going to happen. Now, Mar- now, Marvel with Disney did Black Widow this way. And I don't know if the other ones did this or not. I don't think they did. But it came out same-day streaming as it did on Disney Plus for a premium price of 30 bucks. Yeah. End of the day, that's probably cheaper than you in a date. Yep. Like you were saying. But I, I look at that, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to spend the money, I'll wait. You know what I mean? Because it's not the same to me. Yeah, I mean, to me, though, it's better. Like, I... So, like, I, I'm aware, like, movie theaters... Let me just say first, I totally 100% agree with Jordan Jordan Scott. If, if they, like, allowed us to continue having the movies at home while they were playing in theaters, then, like, I would have been like, okay... Right. Well, let let the people have the theaters. That's fine, but like, but that's the only way you can watch new stuff. So basically, right. If you don't want to go, you're waiting. Right. And so I, like, my thing is is like I'm I'm aware movie theaters have done a little bit to help like make things more comfortable. They took out like half the seating and put in those bigger reclining seats at most of these theaters. But that all but that also and, constitutes the higher pricing of the tickets. right. Right. And so, but like. They've done they've done a lot of things like that to make things a little bit more comfortable. But here's the problem. It's like it's not just about like the actual comfort level. It's about like physical comfort level. It's about like social comfort level. Like you still might have somebody sitting right next to you that you have no idea who it is. I don't like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like I and I don't like the fact that, you know, there's somebody who's going to be on their phone the whole time, like in this dark room. Well, and, and someone brought that up where it was like, you know, well, now movie theaters offer drinks and real food. And I'm like, okay, so let's let's throw alcohol in there. That that will make the situation better. Right. Like, I don't know why anyone would think that that's a good idea. The real food, I'm with you, but that's even more expensive. So now you can spend $14 on chicken tenders. It, well, and that's just like, it. Why the fuck would I do that? That's just it. Like, I, I have been to those theaters where they provide real food, and it's like, 
hey, the food's not not that great. And it's way, way overpriced. It's like, like I, I got, last time I went to one of those, it was like, I got this flatbread pizza that was like 18 bucks. Right. And I'm like, okay. Right. That's, that's a $7 pizza. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things like, I'm aware they, movie theaters have to make their money back too, but it gets to a point where I know they're price gouging. Yeah. Big time. And frankly, I just don't want to put up with it. I would much rather be at home on my own couch in my own sweatpants and things like that and have my my box of popcorn that I spent $4 on the entire box. Right. You know what I mean? And just be able to enjoy myself in the comfort of my own home. To be fair, you can wear sweatpants to the theater. But I'm not going to. Why not? Because I need like I need my pockets. <laughs> like I need I need my pockets for like my wallet and things okay, like that. Okay, you know I what I mean? You. Like my sweatpants have pockets. Well, mine do too. But like my wallet falls out of my sweatpants. I gotcha. You. you know what I mean? Like they don't. They're not. I don't worry about my jean pockets. But. I got gotcha. you. Um. Well, so all that very interesting points, and I think the thing with the movie theater. It, when we were younger, we went all the time, mm-hmm. but I remember never, I never thought that was expensive. Well, it wasn't, it was $4 right back in the day. I so mean. like, it was a fun little, like, let's go watch the Punisher. Let's right. go watch the butterfly effect. I mean, we saw all those movies, X-Men, Spider-Man, all that stuff. No problem. Right. Now that it's like way more expensive to me, a, you pick and choose. Yep. You're not going to see everything. And my thought was just like, I want to see just the Marvel movie. So it's like two or three a year. That's yeah. doable. But again, 50 bucks a head. It's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. I think um, I think there's there's another thing too that bothers me about the theater. Back in the '90s, they had ushers that literally walked in and told people not to talk. Yeah. Now it's like that. You you've increased the price by like four times, and it's worse experience as far as people being annoying and loud. Yeah. And I'm sorry if I spend fifty bucks on a movie ticket or you know, a movie experience and dip shit over here on his phone and talking like, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. But I don't want to get up and go complain. Cause now I'm missing the movie I paid for. Right. So I, I feel like that's, that's the part that almost needs to be addressed more than anything. You know, like as far as it's expensive, it's like, okay, I get it. It's an expensive outing. Mm-hmm. It's my choice to buy popcorn and drink. I know it's expensive. And I, I've told myself numerous times, I'm not going to get a drink. I smell that popcorn. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I need that. Yeah. It's, that's how they get you, but it's their fault that they make the experience not fun. Yeah, that that's the part that I think needs to change. I I feel like one way for me personally that I would be okay with, and I know they've they kind of tried to do this in certain aspects, is if they instead of these big giant effing rooms created a much smaller version with maybe only like 10 chairs in it and just allowed you to rent the room out yourself. See, that would be fun. And then like, there are some theaters that like they allowed you to rent the, like the smaller theaters out. And you know, they even had it like where you could just bring your Xbox and stuff like that. And you could hook it up to the theater wall. Oh wow. And so, I mean, they, they did have that in certain capacity. I don't know if they still have that going on, but like if they had, another like if they had dedicated theaters with like 10 to 12 chairs and you could just rent the room out i would rather pay 70 bucks to rent the room out for me and my family you know even if it was a hundred for me and my family you know what i mean i'm gonna pay that anyway like allow me to have a room to myself right you know i i think that would be much more worth it than you know 
doing this shit. Man, that might be the uh, that might be the future though. Yeah, rent out. You get a room, or you know, and it's just your room, and that's what it costs. But and then then you know also too. But same I time, mean, it like, costs you know a thousand dollars to get a pair of theater seats for your home. You know what I mean? Like, why not just invest in a th- personal home theater and still sure. have the argument to just do things on demand? Well, that's the thing. If they do room rental, though, like I mean, it's gonna be some straight up like people having sex in there. You know, damn right. <laughs> so that's not always <laughs> a good thing. Like. You don't want to sit in that seat after. as long as they clean it afterwards. You know, well, I mean, that's gonna be some deep cleaning. Walk out of that room, hey, clean up my funk. Gross. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think part of it was you know with theaters closing that that created the movie industry to like okay we got to change. Yep. We have to do something different. But you even before that, Netflix was already kind of doing this. They were putting yeah. their own movies out, and, and they still are. Yeah. Right. And so Disney Plus has their own movies i know uh, hbo max has their own every every streaming service has their own exclusive movies every like even roku i'm yeah. seeing ads for roku original movies you sure. know what i mean like everybody's doing it nowadays right and so i remember there was a streaming service i can't remember what it was called what it's called now but it was a free, crackle i think it was, what it was oh called. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a free service like tubi or whatever but remember they were like the exclusive place to get joe dirt too yeah for a while and it's like wait what they made yeah. joe dirt too you know but it's one of those things like that's their way to get people to check out this service because exclusive movie. Yeah. Only place you can see it is here. So I get that, but I don't know. Like it's, it's weird because I think if the theater dies, it's never coming back. Kind of like a movie rental place. Like I get like a movie rental place doesn't work in 2021 or Mm -hmm. 2022, but it's like, damn, those are good times. You know, it's, it's a weird thing to see like, Oh, and there it goes. It's gone forever. Well, and I think, I think when, when I say that it needs to die, I think people like think that I'm against the movie industry and I'm not like, right. I just, I feel like it needs to grow and adapt with the times. And the fact is like, it's just the theater is kind of an antiquated way to watch movies. There's also this. And, and I'd like to get your take on this. Cause I want to bring this up movie pass. That was a big thing back before covid and i had some friends that did movie pass my board just fell out of that. hold up it'll be all right <laughs> hope you don't drop your mic there yeah, we'll find <clears throat> with movie pass if i remember correctly how it worked it was like 20 or 25 bucks a month but you could watch three movies a week yeah so you got your money's worth yeah if you went to the theater a lot then i had like i said i had some friends that that were signed up and then they got mad because then they did a thing where it's like the brand new movie just came out, and it's like, oh, yeah, you have to wait two weeks where you can watch that. Yeah. Now it's not worth it. Right. You know, they're changing the rules. So, I mean, I know AMC does, like, stubs and all that stuff, and I don't – I've never subscribed to any of that because, again, I don't go to the theater that often. Yeah. It's always just like, I'll just pay for what I have. But maybe there there needs to be more stuff like that to entice the theater experience, I guess, because they do get discounts on food. It's probably not much, but, hell, you know – if they did like 10 or 15% off of, you know, a movie theater prices, that's a pretty decent savings because of how expensive it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if any of that stuff will, will make it better. I haven't, like, I don't, I've, I've been to the movie theaters once since they reopened. Saw Black Widow back, like, over the summer, but that was it. I mean, Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi, whatever it's called, it came out and that was fun, but I watched that on Disney Plus because it right. came out on Disney Plus Day. It's like, right. okay. Eternals, I want to see that. At this point, it'll probably be on Disney Plus in like two months. Yeah, let's watch it then. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. It's 
Maybe it's, maybe COVID did put that in our minds where it's like, well, I don't need to. I can, I can watch it in a couple months. It's no big deal. It's way more convenient. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not it's not a special outing anymore. Right now, it's an inconvenience to go to the movie theater. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. No, I I agree. But what do you think about the the concept of something like Movie Pass? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe you know, early twenty year old me would be okay with it. You know what I mean? But like I, I now I feel like it's just a waste of money. You know what I mean? If it worked like it did initially, I think it's a good deal. Yeah. But again, when they start changing, it's like, okay, you know, that's not cool. And I don't know. I've never really looked into AMC stubs. I know that. And that, and I say AMC because that's the theater I typically go to, but they're always advertising it. So I, I get that it probably is a good deal for them because you're paying a monthly fee, whether you go or not. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you get, to watch anything you want. And, and that at that point, I would say the good deal for them is they've got you in the door yeah. because you've basically already paid for your ticket. So if you don't go, you're just wasting money. Kind of like subscribing to Netflix and not watching anything. You know, it's not a, right. it's not a good, it's not a good business model, but um, I, I guess where they're probably like, Oh, we're making our money back on the snack bar. Cause they're coming in. That's essentially free, even though it's not, you've just already paid for it. So now they'll definitely buy snacks. But yeah, again, I think if they made the theater experience a little bit, I don't want to say cheaper, but a little bit more convenient or whatever. That that might change things entirely. I don't know, but well, and and also too, like one thing to consider is everything has gone up in price. Like, yeah. and not to get on that whole rant, but like when you factor in the fact that groceries are twice as much as they were two years ago, and you factor in the fact that like literally everything else is like it's all twice as much, it's all going up, like inflation's been crazy right now right and like so what's the first thing to go when that happens entertainment yeah you know what i mean things that right things that you don't need so like i'm not going to spend my money on a movie theater when i need it for extra gas when i need it for food like it's just that's just how it is and so i i don't have extra disposable income for me to be like well yeah let's go to the movie let's let's drop a hundred bucks on this crap film right you know so yeah i get it and, and it's and it's obviously it's an interesting debate because it's hard to say, you know, what's right or, yeah. or what what's going to happen because we don't really know. And I ultimately it's going to depend on what the movie studios want to do. Yeah. And you know, I look at it like a uh, the action figure world. All the figures went up like two bucks. Yeah. Now my thought is like, well, right now, if one of the companies like drop their price a little bit, I think they might see more business. Because mm-hmm. that's the price everyone was used to. Yeah. But instead, basically, everybody went up across the board. I'm like, man, I get it. Because things are more expensive. But now, I feel like, ultimately, people are just going to buy less. Yeah. As opposed to buying more. I don't know. I don't know how people do that, I guess. But I, I would assume, you know, people are going to be a little bit more choosy. You know what I they mean? They have to be, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't just buy everything if it's all a little bit more expensive. You know? Right. I mean, you're, you're, the 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 thing with it, like when all all the prices on everything goes up, it's not like our paychecks go up with it. You know right, what I mean? Like right. it it makes our dollars a little bit smaller. So it's just yeah. I mean, as a consumer, we're gonna have to pick and choose. Exactly. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens with the movie theaters. But you know, my thought is you know go if you like it, but at the same time, I, I get I get where people don't want to, but I think I don't think it's a bad idea personally. 
to put stuff on streaming for people like you who don't want to go to the theater would rather yeah. spend your money at home. Yeah. And, and I think that's why, like I, I immediately like back when uh, Scarlett Johansson um, sued Disney, you know, I was immediately on Disney's side, not because I think she was in the wrong. It's just because like, well, you knew I, I didn't, we didn't realize the we time didn't, we didn't know were, what had happened. They were screwing her out of money, but I immediately sided with Disney because I don't want, I didn't want that to go away. Like I, I, I don't want to have to go back to the theaters. I don't want to have to go back to waiting five months to watch a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was immediately like F her, but you know, then finding out what happened, of course I was on her side about it, but like, right. but it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like I don't, I, I want to be able to watch, watch things. I don't want to have to wait. I, but I will. I just mm. would rather be able to watch them when I can. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we are uh, gearing up for Jingle All the Way to Hell, Big Underscore Bane here for uh, PHPW. You and your uh, your old business partner. How things going there, man? I know you're excited about it. I feel like he's taking PHPW in the right direction. Yeah. And the fact that you have someone to answer to makes me... I don't have anybody to answer to, Breaker. I'm the owner of the company. Uh, incorrect. You're the 50% owner of the company. And you have a 50% owner in Bill Benis. I, have, I don't have 50, shut your face over there with that 50% owner. Uh, hey, I'm just saying... Here's the he, he, any decision I think you need to you need to run by him because that's only fair. Here's the thing, all right. You really screwed the pooch, all right. That or maybe you did by being you all corrupt and really screwed the pooch. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. What's what's what do you think is going to happen this Saturday at at Jingle All the Way to Hell? I what do you? I hope he beats you. Is what I hope. You, you want Bill Benis to be one hundred percent owner of this company? I think that that's better than having you as the one hundred percent owner. Yes, because you are corrupt. I just I, I'm at a loss for words. On, honest to God, I'm at a loss for words here. Yeah, well, that's, because that's how I feel. Well, that's because how corrupt you've been. Because here's the thing: like you've seen the hell I've had to go through on no holds barred over the years. Sure. And, I, and I'm kind of wondering now, let's let's look at it all clearly. I think some of this might have been on you, right? Maybe it's because you didn't treat Bill well. You got me all riled up to hate the guy, and I think a lot of that has to do with how you treat people, man. And I think you're answering for it. And Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. I'm, 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 I've never once treated anybody with disrespect, with with any kind of... Of I think Mike the Cleaner might disagree. You threw you had him thrown off a eighteen wheeler. Mike the Cleaner understands business. Yeah, of course. He does. I'm gonna throw you off a truck. I mean, it could, you know, completely break your spine, but no no hard feelings, pal. He's just business. He gets it. He gets it. He does. He he told me, you know, we had a long conversation in, in the office. Oh, I'm sure. And you know You're wearing he, your blue suit. I yeah, well, you know, it everything else was in the wash. Of course. So, you know, that's dry cleaning. Uh he of course was wearing his his head of security. You know, riot gear. Yeah. Um, like oh, it he, makes sense that like he, he wears does. his normal clothes. Right. Uh, and and we had a long conversation about it, and he said, listen, boss, I get it. I'm just going to have to hold the damn mic. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to fix that. Um, but here's the thing is he got it. He understood. He understood why I did it. You know, he said, I get it. It's, it's personal. It's business. I don't think he said that at all. And, you know, he said, don't worry about it. We're friends. We're I still friends. I don't think he said that. And, you know, I've I, never been friends with anyone who attempted to um, break my back. Well, and that, that was just it is I, I let him know, like, hey, that wasn't me. You know, I didn't personally do that. So, <coughs> excuse me, I'm allergic to bullshit. 
You got a do you have a permit to have that bull here, pal? Huh? No, just the shit that you're bringing with you. Guys, he's got a freaking bull in this house and doesn't even freaking have a permit to have the animal. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking? <laughs> here's 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 the deal. Um I'm going to take 100% control of this company. Hey, you have per- you have a- absolutely a very likely chance of that happening because all you have to do is beat Bill Beatus and you've done that before, right? Oh, that's right. No, you got beat. Yeah, but you know you know who I have beaten for Breaker? You. And that was just recently. No, no, I I am on a winning streak, Breaker. Did you beat me or was this my plan all along, Bane? You 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 want I, I don't know I what the sold, end game. What I, is the end game here? I sold my shares before the match. What is the end game here? That's what I want to know. Why would I tell you my game, my my strategy, my game plan? Why would I do that? My God! See this, see this short sleeve. I got no tricks up here, pal. No tricks. I think there is some tricks up there. No, no I mean no tricks. I'm glad there's not any because they're for kids. You some bitch. <laughs> I ain't no silly rabbit. All right. <laughs> no, but I, I'm I'm telling you right now, man to man. I think you've got your work cut out for you. You've never beat Bill Benis one-on-one, correct? It's been one match. One match. One match. Still, one match. You're you're 0-1 at any good start. So now you have your entire company and reputation riding on this match. Well, here's here's what I'm going to do. Here's the thing, though, man. Here's where it's good for you. 100% owner if you win. You can do whatever you want. You can fire Bill. You can fire me if you want. Yeah, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to fire you if win. I become 100% owner. Here's what I'm going to do. You're off commentary. You're in the matches all the time. Every week, there's going to be a Brian Breaker match. And every week, I'm going to have you out there in the dumbest costume out there. Worse than Bill Benis wore a boss fight. You know, we're not going to see, you know, Breaker Mania. You know, we're going to see the gobbledy Breaker. Okay? We're, we're, we're going to see Breaker the Clown. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to see... We're gonna see, uh, uh, you know, Dwayne the Breaker Johnson. You know, that's, I don't know why that would be bad. I don't know. I just that was the only thing I could think of. We're gonna see Stone Cold Steve Breaker. We're we're gonna we're gonna see all of the all the gimmicks, and then you're gonna be out there looking like a fool, Breaker, looking like a fool. Okay, so what do you think Bill's gonna do to you then if he wins? I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to know what Bill's going to do. I, I don't want to think about what Bill's going to do because it's it's probably not even going to revolve around you or me. Right. It's probably going to revolve around feeding his ego. S- sounds familiar. But anyway, how does that sound familiar? Have I been champion breaker? Have I have I had a shot at being PHPW champion? No, because I'm not a pro wrestler. I I just have. Then why are you in matches? This is a fight. <laughs> okay. This isn't a wrestling match. This is a fight. And the thing is, is I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to put myself over. I'm not here to, you oh, know, I got it. make I got myself it. a champion in my own company. Okay. And it's definitely not to be your own promoter, booker, matchmaker, corrupt. Individual. But I'm not putting myself over in the process. You called yourself the big chief. Because I am the big chief Good breaker. Good Lord. But he, I, if, if Bill becomes 100% owner, if somehow, some way the stars align in the worst of possible ways and Bill becomes owner, I guarantee you, Bill's going to be champion. 
I guarantee you. He still has to win, though. I mean, I he can book himself in those matches. I guarantee you that the freaking Potpourri crew will get opportunities at the PHPW Championship. I guarantee you Ricky the Roper Rex will be a champion. I guarantee you Pyro will be a champion. I guarantee you it will end up being Global Wrestling Extreme 2.0 instead of PHPW. I don't. That's what you're allowing through the door right now. Well, I have to do something because you're out of control. But you sold to Bill Benus, man. You didn't sell to freaking t- Tier 1. You know what I mean? You didn't sell it to, 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 to Drew Vince or Mike the Cleaner. You sold it to Bill Benus, man. Yeah, I did. My God. And you know why? You, know, you want to know why I did it? Why? Because it irritated you. I knew I had to. If I sold it, let's say I sold it to Drew Vinsel. Then you would have just been all buddy buddy to Drew, like, oh hey man, we're best friends, we're co-owners, maybe just sucking up. I know Bill Benus is the one person on this earth that you despise more than anybody. You don't think I can suck up to Bill Benus? Okay, go ahead. You haven't been so far. I will. I will suck up to him so hard. Do it. I'm not going to do it right now, but Why if not? I have to, he's fifty percent owner. If you I show have some to, respect. He's got to show respect to me. I'm the senior fifty percent owner. Doesn't matter. It's equal parts. I'm the senior. I, okay, I'm just saying the reason I sold to Bill Benus is because I knew more than anything that uh, that would upset you more than selling to anybody else. Well, I am upset. I am, exactly. I am upset. It's all about strategy. And I'm going to take it out on him. And here's the here's what's going to happen. After I beat him, I'm coming after you again. Good. And I'm going to absolutely just mop the floor with you. Well, apparently I'm going to be in you, matches you every better, week. You, so. If, and if, you and if, you also said you're not a wrestler, so you, I don't think that'll be an issue. If you know what's good for you, you'll get a haircut. Because otherwise, I'm going to mop the floor with you. I'll keep the hair long. I'll mop, I'm gonna, knock yourself I'm gonna, out. I'm going to dip you dip you in a toilet full of bleach and then just mop the floor with you. Well, call me Moppy. I'll put a smile uh, on my face. Better, yeah, some, some bitch. Yeah, I will. So, and, and that's not even the only match. We're wasting so much time talking about how badly I'm going to kick Bill Benis's ass that we're glossing over the fact that we got Jeff Toon. Defending the the Grand Prix Openweight Championship against the Husky Heartthrob. That's gonna it's fully posable versus doing the favor. Right. This is gonna be a great match. I'm excited for absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm I'm super excited for it. And here's here's a it could uh, be Barry Frost's big night. Absolutely. And and just uh we and coming up this Friday, the night before, we have a fantastic tag uh champion versus champion matches. We're gonna see Soda Hunter take on Jeff Toon. Oh, that'll, that'll be a great match. A little, little tune-up match for the both of them. Yes, yeah, so did Soda Hunter won half of the new PHPW Tag Team Champions. And, crew. and speaking of the Tag Team Champions, your pal, Mr. 50% Owner, uh, set up a tag team match against a mystery tag team. Oh, really? Who the hell do you think that is? Probably the Potpourri Crew. Probably the damn Potpourri Crew. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, he won't come out and say it, but like that's the only tag team that I can think of that he would choose. Lesson so, in corruption right there for you. Don't yeah. be corrupt, and maybe people won't backstab you. How, he's he's doing the exact same thing I'm doing. It's just all of a sudden it's, you know, cute because it's Bill Benus. I never said it was cute. I'm just, I'm, I am I feel like it's that thing where you realize now that taste of your own medicine is kind of bitter. You should you should be pissed about this. You Why? should be I'm upset. not an owner anymore. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm just a commentator. You I come still, in, I clock in, clock out, You Bane. still have personal stake in the company. How? You should have pride in the company I that you work no for. I have no pride in anything. You should have pride in the company you work for, Breaker. Dude, I'm here for the paycheck and the catering, and that's kind of been shitty lately. 
Well, Umberto's been out sick. And I was I'm talking sorry. about the paycheck, not the catering. Oh, well, either way, Umberto's been out <laughs> sick. We, we need Umberto to hurry up and get back. Yeah, we need some burritos um, and tacos. Uh, but also, speaking of corruption, uh, again, he's freaking matchmaking happy. He's got Ricky the Roper X in a diehard championship against Aaron Anders. Yeah. What has Ricky the Roper X done to earn that? What? Okay, Aaron Anders has beat almost everybody. Let's yeah. give him a new challenger. I'm all for it. Why but not GBM? Because he just had a number of contenders match and he lost. That was for the PHPW Heavyweight Championship. So what? Doesn't matter. Still lost. And he's GBM. Why are you on GBM's side all of a sudden? Because GBM has done nothing but help me. Okay. And I'm sick of people like you, sick of people like Bill Venus doing nothing but, you know, talking crap about me and expecting everything to go their way. You want, this could be Ricky the Roper's night. It better not be. You're going to rope in the competition. Lasso style. Just, I'm, 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 I'm just done. I'm tired of it. And then we got the King of the Mountain Championship on the line. Uh, Eight-man battle royal. That's going to be a hell of a match. Um uh, Yeah, vacant title now, I believe. Yeah, with vacant title. Drew, Drew Vinsel cashed that in. He did. Uh Fantastic fashion, cash it in in just wonderful fashion, um, and so we got a vacant vacant title there. We're gonna find out a brand new champion for that, and then I believe is that all the matches we've announced. I think so. I think that might be it. But PHP Heavyweight Championship is on the line. Drew two time versus Tier One. Absolutely, the new number contender Tier One. Yeah, and finally I can just get Tier One to just shut the hell up. You know he's gonna lose, and it's just gonna be like, oh, thank God that's over with. No, well, for now, but he's also really good friends with Bill Venus. Yeah, but you know, we all know Bill's gonna get his day in the spotlight. I mean, he's, he's I mean, it's yet to be seen. Well, it's because he has he's only been owner for like uh, two weeks. Rigor. He's already made some pretty terrible changes. changes. Terrible. Not, I wouldn't say terrible. I mean, he's not throwing anyone off trucks yet. Not. You can say what you want about the way I've ran things. I do over I the say year exactly what I want about over how you the run years. But here's the thing: you can't, you cannot say that I did not make for some damn compelling television. You cannot say that those words cannot come out of your mouth. That I did not make compelling television. You did not make compelling. You television. are a liar. Well, I said it. You said I couldn't say it, and that makes you a liar. So now you just look like a dumbass. What a people are lying. Brian Breaker is a liar. I'll take a lie detector test right now. I'll do it with a smile on my face. Yeah, well, that's funny you say that because I don't have one. Yeah. Big shocker. Big underscore Bane doesn't bring his lie detector with him anywhere he goes. I don't own one. Why not? Why would I? Because I'm not a liar. What? If you're not a liar, you wouldn't need to own one. That's why I don't own one. That's what I'm saying. Like, but obviously we know that all you do is tell lies. Everything involving PHPW has been a lie, pretty much. I have told the God's honest truth every single week. That's why they call me Honest Bane. <laughs> Who the hell calls you? You're not Abe Lincoln, pal. <laughs> like, so you did not have Mike the Cleaner thrown off the, the 18 wheeler. I did. It was business. We've been over this a hundred times. It was business. Anyway, Jingle All the Way to Hell is coming at you next weekend. It's going to be uh, quite the event. It's our annual uh, Christmas time uh, pay-per-view. We're looking forward to it. Absolutely. Crazy implications could be happening here. Yes. A lot lot could be changing. And, you know, Bane, I know when you're, you know, out on your ass, you know, I I just want you to know I'll be there for you. Well, I want you to know when uh, Bill's out on his ass to go F yourself, Breaker. 
I will also let you know I was lying, and I <laughs> I hope you uh, failed miserably. And then there is a um, you know e true Hollywood story about the rise and fall of Bane, the big chief. There's there's only going to be a story about the rise, all rise, all rise. There's always a fall. But anyway, uh, to move to move on, our '90s fad tournament is uh, is going on to our to our next spot here. We had we've had a lot of kind of interesting um, interesting results in this tournament. So I'm going to pull up our most recent poll. We had uh, Goosebumps versus Beanie Babies in the semifinals. Let me tell you, this was shocking, Bane. Goosebumps wins, eighty eight percent to twelve percent. Okay. I'm right there with it. I think goosebumps are better, but I'll be honest, I'm shocking I'm shocked at one by so much. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty big win. That it is. So now that leads us to our finals. Our final match in this tournament. Goosebumps. Jinko jeans. What's the best nineties fad? Jinko jeans. See, I I don't think it's the best. I think it's just the goofiest. It's 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 the one that's gonna win. I think, think so. I think Goosebumps so. has kind of been on a roll, though. It's been on a tear. Yeah. I, I I mean, you know, it's actually one of those things. I don't think I would be shocked if either one won these, won this. Right. I think either one could potentially be the winner here. It's right. it's definitely possible, but we'll we'll see kind of how people vote. So go vote on that. Jinko Jeans, Goosebumps, what's going to be the 90s fad uh, winner? And uh, that being said, it's... Uh, Time for a little crazy soda action. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I think we got three left here, <clears throat> and uh, I'm gonna have your trivia question ready. And do we have a winner? Dirt soda. Oh boy! Yummy, yummy, yummy. Here's your question, Big Underscore Bane. Okay. What Royal Rumble? Did Steve Austin make his Royal Rumble match debut? What year? I'm going to do a multiple choice. Or okay, we'll question. do a multiple choice. A, 1996. Okay. B, 1997. C, 1995. D, 1998. I think it was 95. You would be incorrect. Oof. He debuted uh, December of 95 and was as the ah, ringmaster, and yeah. he was in the 96 Royal Rumble, still as the ringmaster. Okay. I knew he was ringmaster when it was Royal Rumble. I couldn't remember which year. But then, and, uh, did you know that he actually accidentally got eliminated that year? He was supposed to be in the finish. Was he? And uh, he talked about it on one of his podcasts. He slipped. He was working with uh, Fatu, or, you know, Rikishi. Yeah. And he slips. And you can, if you watch closely, you can tell he, like, he slips legit. And, uh, yeah, he was supposed to be in the finish, I guess. And Damn. Got got eliminated accidentally. That's happened a couple times. I know Alex Riley, that happened to him, too, because he was supposed to eliminate Cena one year. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he legit slipped off and fell. Hey, whatever happened to that guy? Dude, he was on Glow. That was it. Yeah. I always liked Alex Riley, actually. Yeah, he was one of those guys where it's like, once he got over, you're like, oh, this guy's going to be a big star. And then he just wasn't. Yeah. Just like it was gone almost overnight. He's, he's like, had a good look to him, you know? And he was a commentator for NXT for a bit, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And, I mean, he just, he, he wasn't great in the ring, but he wasn't bad. You yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those guys. He just disappeared. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. I guess he's gone. Yeah. All right. Well, dirt soda. Let's make it happen here. Let's do it. 
All right, we're back here with Dirt Soda, Big Underscore Bane. Uh, you uh, did not get your question right, so. I did not. Cheers, my friend. Enjoy. Looks tasty. I mean, hell, it kind of looks just like a root beer or something. It does. Probably won't taste as good. Probably tastes like dirt. Yeah. There, there you are, pal. Thank you, sir. It smells dirty. Oh, it does. It does. Kind of smells like Play-Doh. A little bit. Yeah, it does. It almost smells salty. It's Play-Doh, like, I'm sure you put a little in your mouth as a kid. It's always so salty. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Don't eat this. Everyone always did. Down the hatch. Down the hatch. Enjoy. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of like it. Really? Yeah. Shoveled and bottled in the USA. Does it say? Does it say a flavor on there? That's what I'm looking for. It does not. Like it kind of. I mean, I get it's a gag. It's not like dirt flavored, but but it almost kind of tastes like a uh, home brewed root beer or something. Almost, not quite, but almost. I can't even pinpoint that taste. Almost, it's good though. It's not bad. It's I very like light. It. It's very yeah. light cola. I feel like this is a little smoother than almost anything we've had. Actually, I should really enjoy that. Hmm, not bad. Interesting. Not the worst one we've had. I would have never guessed that, though. I'll, I'll actually be honest. I think that's the best one we've had. Like dirt and grass have both been good. Yeah. Who would have thought? And we, I feel like we've had that before, but I don't remember it tasting that good. Well, I think with these, you know, being pure cane sugar and stuff, sometimes their, their taste does kind of vary at yeah. times. But, yeah, that one actually was not bad at all. I dig it. All right, so, of course, we want to thank you guys for checking out Breaker Remains Power Hour. Shout out to some of our uh, podcasting buddies. Of course, we always start with uh, Jeff and Scott over there at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Great dudes and a really fun show. Check them out. And Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yep. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Uh, another great show we both love. And also, too, I want to shout out Barry. He lost his mom this, this yes. past week or two and just yeah. reached out to him. So if you get a chance, if you're friends with Barry, you know, maybe maybe send some love his way. Yeah. Great guy, just a sad situation. Absolutely. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Another fun show. Uh, retro Look at Pro Wrestling. It's right up my alley. Check it out. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Uh, the Ringside Ran with RJ. Another fun show. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with my pal Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Uh, Boots of the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with uh, our buddy Drew Vinsel and his wife, uh, Caitlin. It's another fun show. I know we both enjoy. Love Who's that show. Drew Vinsel, the PHPW champion. He is. Absolutely. Uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there is a really fun show. Uh, all all kinds of pop culture stuff. Trivia with Buds with our friend Ryan Buds. Howling with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf, which he hasn't put out a podcast in a while, which means he's busy because he's making him some figures. And yeah, he's yeah, yeah. always got something new in the works. So it's always cool to see what he's got cooking. Oh, yeah. Um, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. Uh, catching up with Aaron and Daniel, my buddy Aaron Anders, and his uh, and his buddy Daniel, and of course uh, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast, with our buddy Richard Yule. If you like horror movies, it might be right up your alley. Of course, wrestling comic books, Grapple Holds, Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good, Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. Check all of those out, mm-hmm. and then our other podcast. You know it's fake, right? Every Monday this week just dropped a episode with uh, Mark Sterling, not smart Mark Sterling. He might be thinking of a uh, guy that I've known uh, since I started wrestling. So. A lot of people seem to be enjoying that conversation. Lots of lots of good stuff there. 
And then, of course, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. I know you did a uh, Thanksgiving episode with old Bill. Yep. I assume a Christmas episode is probably happening. Yeah, we're supposed to meet in a couple weeks for that. Oh, that'll um, be fun. You can discuss business, too, while you're there. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's kind of a whole different universe when we do No Holds Barred, you know. I, sure. I, we kind of we have to set the the reality of of things aside sure to get through that show and so yeah we'll be doing no holds barred uh i think here in a couple weeks and uh that's you know it is what it is understandably so man um of course also the tv toy cast with me and travis fowler just dropped an episode uh, this past week on the ecw figures which were fun back in the late 90s they didn't last long but they were a good time mm-hmm all of Bane's music you can find on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Yes. In fact, I, I noticed you tweeted out that you got a lot more streams this year than last year. <clears throat> yeah, it was actually. Um, I think I forgot to do the little Spotify wrapped last year because I didn't. I didn't see my post for it uh, last year, but it was 2019. I had like 500 streams <clears throat> for the year, and which then, isn't horrible. No, and, and I was I was shocked to get that, but it was. Um, but this year there was like fifteen hundred, so I mean it's, that's that was awesome, you dude, know. Hopefully next year it's three thousand and it right. keeps growing. That's awesome. And so I, I just wanted to say I appreciate everybody for for listening, sharing everything. It said like fourteen countries listened to my music. I saw that. Yeah, it's crazy. And so it's 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 really cool, man. I, I really appreciate it. Spotify is one of those weird things. Like for for consumers, it's a fantastic app. For musicians, it's not really that great. You know, we don't get a whole lot of money for it, but like. They do a lot of cool things like that where they kind of show you how like like how people are listening and, and who's listening and stuff like that. So the stuff like that is really cool. So keep listening, keep streaming, things like that. I really appreciate you guys. Definitely. I think it's I think it's a great way to check out all the music. And then of course Spotify's the only thing I don't like about it is I, I found it hard to want to listen. If I'm like, I want to listen to the freaks. So I type in your name and like, you know, Razor Ramon may pop up. Yeah. I'm like well, it's cool, but I, this I'm trying to listen to the freaks or whatever. And I, that I, can be annoying. I think to actually pick out the actual songs, you have to be subscribed. Like, yeah. like you have to pay the ten dollars a month or whatever right. to be able to actually like have it in your library type of thing. Which is like, ugh, that kind you of know, sucks. But, yeah, it's yeah. annoying. But, but overall, it's it's cool that they do that little rap thing. Absolutely. You know yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to support us, Patreon.com forward slash BBPH is the way to do it. Four tiers available there. Um, mm-hmm. All kinds of great stuff you can get with that, including videos, PHPW Adrenaline, the weekly energy shot. Lots of lots of little content there for you. Yes. Um, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard, it's that time. It's Christmas season. Get your get your orders in. Get some beard balm for uh, for the man in your life, or if it's just for yourself, get some candles, lip balm, all kinds of great stuff over there. Absolutely. And and here's the thing. Um, I turned Cyber Weekend into Cyber December, so um, big deals happening. Yeah, fifteen percent off candles and twenty percent off of all the beard products all month long. So check it out. Um, get, get you some Christmas gifts, things of that nature. So it's good, good stuff over there. Absolutely. And then, of course, all of our T-shirts can be found on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, WaterManeuver.net search. Search by store for Breaker Remains Power Hour. Of course, we also have TV Toycast, Bane, you know, fully posable, doing the favor, PA, uh, PPW, Ringside Rant, Tales from the Estate. Um, all of them are available there at uh, at Water Maneuver. So it's kind of a one-stop shop to get all your favorite shirts. Absolutely. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker Remains Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs>
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.